Hey, Fed Heads, welcome back to another episode of Cigar Chat, uh, broadcast around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network, live on Facebook, available on your favorite podcast catcher, and of course, always available on YouTube. Um, I'm Trip here with my co-host, Jason, who uh, is having some technical difficulties tonight. So Jason actually has no video. Uh, so you're not going to be able to see Jason, but Jason, how are you doing? I'm good. It's probably better that they can't see me. I mean, it, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But you're not missing you out on it. much. Uh, but we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about Jeremy Jack Cigars. And we're here with the owner of Jeremy Jack Cigars, Brady Hayek. Am I saying that right? Yep, Brady Hayek. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the the meat of it, I just want to kind of explain how we found out about you because this was your first IPCPR. Correct. Um, I walked by the booth a couple times and thought, like, who are these guys? Their booth looks great because, like, I don't know. You guys just had like just a nice looking, fairly small booth, um, and just kind of the the art of the booth, like the coloring and the, you had like those textured pillars that looked really nice and just an understated logo. And it, it made me interested, but unfortunately we never had time to stop by. And I kept hearing from other bloggers how, like how you, we have to stop by. Um, but unfortunately we never got around to it. Uh, and when I started doing a little research, like there's a, you've got a recipe for success, I think, uh, that a lot of people have had a lot of success with. So let's start off with kind of where Jeremy Jack Cigars came from and and where you came from. I mean, you're a, you're a B and M owner. You're not a cigar retail or a, a cigar manufacturer historically. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm actually a developer by trade, and uh, I'm from Jackson, Wyoming. And there's only one cigar shop up there. It's been open for now for over forty some years, but uh, um, that's where I get all cigars and uh, I worked on Capitol Hill for about seven years I got really into cigars and I moved back to Wyoming my home state and uh, I'd heard that the owner was gonna shut the shop down after 30 some years so I just popped my head in one day when I was buying my cigars and said is it true and uh, he of course said no and I said well if, you, if, if it ever comes to that I'd hate to see it shut down let me know so about six months later he uh, called me out of the blue and said uh, I'm gonna sell the shop and so uh, I ended up buying it a couple months later, and uh, that's how I got into the retail, retail side of things. And it was about a year after that I started uh, the whole search for uh, doing my own cigar. And it was a long process. It was a tough process. I went through several companies before I ended up with uh, Topsa. But uh, that's kind of how it all started. And so, so first, like, where, does the, where does the name Jeremy Jack come from? So uh, one of the, uh, my father has passed and uh, uh, one of our favorite things to do was to have a cigar together. And so his name was Jeremy Jack Hake. So uh, I kind of started the company to uh, pay tribute to him. So I put it in his name. Oh, okay. So that's where Jeremy Jack comes from. I just lost the last name was all. It was a little okay. catchy that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so that brings me to the most interesting thing. How did you find Tabsa? I mean, Tabsa is pretty, they're very well known now. Um, yeah. They kind of, they started off as a, just a small factory that nobody really knew about. And then they got all these huge clients. And now they're kind of known as one of like the best boutique factories out there. Yeah. How did you get so, involved with them? It, it was, it took three or four years of me going through other companies. And the, what I was getting and the experience I was having was just terrible. 
And so we set out one year at the IPCR, IPCPR with one of our reps uh, through one of my retail stores. And I just said, I need somebody else that can do a cigar for me. And uh, the current route isn't working out. And they said, well, there's a guy named Paul Palmer who runs Tropical Tobacco and out of Miami. And he said, we're going to introduce you to him. So I met Paul and what a great guy he is. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to meet him. I'm sure you have. But uh, And then I did my first blending in Miami at Tropical, which is Casa, Casa Fernandez. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went to uh, uh, Esteli and uh, blended at Topsa with Arsenio and Max and, of course, Eduardo. So that's how I found them. And uh, it was just a great – I mean, they're a great, great, great group of people. Love them, and uh, they make you feel like family. And, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, – there's great people, and it's – They've definitely uh, grown, and the factory's yeah. all nice now and beautiful, and and uh, they're making a lot of great cigars out of there. So happy to be there. Um, and I'm gonna let Jason ask the next question, but before that, I want to know when did you when did you buy the shop, and when did you start Jeremy Jack Cigars? I start. I bought the shop, my first store in 2008. I owned three, and uh, um, I started blending for a cigar in about 2009 or 10 just casually and then i got into it more and more over the years Mm -hmm. and then once i had a couple cigars we put them in my shops and just tried them out for a while and then kept working on other things and tweaking the blends and then this year of course this past year was when we launched at the show okay so okay yeah i i knew you were brand new but like my my question about that is how do you get around the FDA? You've you've had the brand since since before August eighth of twenty is it twenty yes. sixteen or twenty fifteen? Yes. Yeah, twenty sixteen, I every, guess. We've had everything before then. We just didn't launch and uh, provide mm-hmm. it to the public. So that's how luckily we're able to uh, get around that. Okay, uh, Jason, I'll let you ask the next question. Yeah. So. Um, one one of the questions that comes to mind is that given what's going on with the FDA and just regulation in the industry, um, what what made you want to try to do this now? I'm like the dumbest guy out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've just never been one to, to turn away from something like that. It's It's the absolute worst timing. I get it, but I'm so invested in it now, and I love it, and I believe in it, and I'm just going to stay the course. And with a little luck, some of this may loosen with the new administration. And I know that that's what we're all hoping. And, and uh, so we're just sitting optimistically and uh, we'll find out. I think it's still a lot up in the air about what actual costs are going to be to bring a new blend to market. And yeah. I, I mean, I've heard astronomical numbers, but uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it's going to be this. And so I, th- I guess everyone's just kind of still learning. And, you know, I turned to Tops on a lot of that because uh, – Obviously, they're uh, knee deep in it too, and and uh, yeah. so again, we just stay optimistic. Yeah, hopefully, there's some positive changes, and even if even if the regulations don't necessarily change, hopefully, there's some clear direction from the FDA about how to navigate all the processes, and that that seems to be a missing piece right now for sure. Um, so. And then as kind of a follow-up is when, when you were, you know, woke up one day and said, okay, I, I want to make cigars. Was there anyone that you reached out to, to like, you know, say, Hey, what do you think about this? Is this something that, 
I should pursue? No, I didn't ask for anybody's uh, permission or, or thoughts on it. I knew I was going to, I wanted to do it. And uh, so that was never an issue for me. It was just the tough part was, you know, being the young gringo from Wyoming, trying yeah. to get anybody <laughs> seriously. It was like, you know, so it was tough. But uh, luckily I found Paul and Topsa and so I guess it's just luck. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I think that Topsa right now is just a great, manufacturer to to be involved with it seems like everything that they're producing is just so great yeah yeah i mean so personally for me i i've always been a fan for um since i would guess 2005 is probably when i had my first agonorsa cigar and it was like how how can tobacco taste like this i didn't know tobacco could be this good um and they've never (laughs) other other tobacco growers have really stepped up since then and there is a lot of really flavorful tobacco out there, um, but nothing is quite like Aganorsa. Um, and I feel like anybody who manages to get an all Aganorsa filler blend uh, is going to do well. Yeah, yeah. They, well, it's great. You know, they control every part of it, so that helps. But uh, I would agree with you. Yeah. What's your I, I guess production? <clears throat> what's that? Oh, I, I was saying, what's what what what's your production like right now? Uh, well. Like I said, we just launched the show. I didn't have a ton of stock on hand, and we sold out of most everything. So right now we're just waiting for everything to arrive. And then I think we're going to be uh, – I think I'm going to be in about 10 states, if I remember correctly, uh, from the show and uh, 20-some stores. And that will be the start. And then, uh, you know, I plan to just uh, hopefully slowly grow from there. And uh, I don't, I've never been one to push anything. It's just – organically and uh, when it happens it happens and but uh, that's kind of the plan of attack as in now but we did run out of stock pretty fast which i didn't expect so uh, we're working on that right now and so so my next question is i've talked a lot in these last couple weeks since i mean we've been you know talking about the fact that you're coming on the show we featured your cigar last night on sharing our pairings um and one of the things i've talked about every time is your packaging you've got these just nice understated kind of boxes for the core lines. And then the stuff like the El Chapo and the Salinchas. Salchichas. Yeah. Salchichas. Uh, you have like this super innovative kind of out there packaging. How did you come up with that? Like well, the, that cool the, packaging. The El Chapo uh, was a blend that we were working on down there, the size. And, you know, it was right during the time when El Chapo was uh, on the run again. And he was just in the news. So I guess it was just in my brain. And this was a short, fat cigar. So I thought, well, why not? Why don't we call one El Chapo? So that's kind of how that one came about. Um, and then with regards to the Salchicha, that's a collaboration I did with my business partner in Napa at Napa Cigars. And uh, that's a throwback to an old New York deli that uh, you know how they used to hang the sausages. And that was actually our goal. Uh, when we set out to do that, but what we realized is that the, the how we linked them together, ultimately that dries, so they can only hang for so long, and then yeah. once somebody cuts them off. So then we came up with that long kind of uh, coffin box looking thing, and we I call, it a, them in I there. call it a weapons crate. It reminds me of like like when you see some mobsters in a in a warehouse and they're trading off the AK forty sevens. They pull them out of a box that looks like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, and you know, the shops have been buying a little scissors, a little, you know, arts and crafts scissors, I guess. And they just trim them off. They leave it in the box and uh, people can just cut one off and take a link. You know, the one mistake I think I made on the salchichas was we didn't have a band. And uh, that was mm -hmm. our whole concept. But the problem with that is, you know, when you see it in social media, uh, you there's really no way to recognize it. So uh, this new batch, which uh, should be here in early November, uh, is going to have a, a, a bright, big two-inch band on it. So we can actually tell what the cigar is. This oh, perfect. Yeah. Ever, same way. Uh, unbanded cigars are... They're a beautiful thing when they're in the box, but as soon as it gets out of that box, exactly. all of your marketing is gone. Yeah, and then you wonder if anybody's going to remember, you know, because you're giving them away at the show, and they're getting 300 cigars, so they're going to get one without a band yeah. on it. Like, well, what, I don't even know what this one was. So that was probably a, a mistake. Well, it was a mistake on my part, but uh, we're, we've, we've remedied that. So we're going to have bands on it now. Uh, and we're, we're going to take our first station break here. We'll be right back after a quick ad from one of our sponsors brought to you by Gurkha Cigars Gurkha Cigars makers of the world's finest cigars try the 93 rated heritage featuring Rosado Ecuadorian Habana wrapper Nicaraguan binder and Dominican Pennsylvanian and Nicaraguan fillers blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars is hand rolled Nicaraguan available in 35 count boxes talk to your local B&M about the heritage today or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars whatever your taste preferences Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you And we're back. And uh, during the break, I noticed Jason Savka, one of our viewers, uh, said, Salchicha, doesn't that mean sausage? It, it does. does. Yeah. It does. Yep. Um, so when you open the box, there's two uh, six-count sausages linked together. It's, it's a really, like, it's hard to describe because you really yeah. have to see it to understand. Like, yeah. the head of one cigar has a tail that goes into the foot of the next cigar. Um, yeah. And so they're like they're linked together, but you can't really understand it until you see it. Yeah. So look up yeah. a picture of that if you if you haven't seen it. You know, I was wondering if I'd have a, a box here, but they're all gone. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, show you guys a box. And and during the break, we were talking about what we're smoking. Um, so I am smoking the uh, Libelula. Uh, it's the Dragonfly. If you want to know more about this cigar, watch our sharing our pairings from last night. We smoked it and paired it with a couple of different beers. And I, I paired one whiskey, and it went really well with just about anything. Um, it's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, of course, all Nicaraguan Aganorsa filler and binder. Um, it's it's just a solid cigar, and I I find that it's got really good transitions, really clear transitions. What are you smoking, Jason? I'm smoking the El Chapo, and this thing... It's it's like a little thick cigar. It looks like a four by sixty, and um, yep. it's good. I mean, this this is definitely a full flavored, full bodied smoke. What are uh, you, Brady? What are you smoking? I'm actually smoking the uh, JJ14 uh, Corona Gorda, which has the Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with the uh, Nicaraguan binder filler. Um, I historically I've never been a Connecticut smoker, but in the last year or so. Um, there have been so many good Connecticut's coming out. People are like, the mindset of a Connecticut has changed. Yeah. And so now everybody's trying to blend something that's actually got some flavor and some character. Yeah. And I'm I'm really digging that trend. And I really like the JJ14. I've smoked one of them so far. Good. Yeah, this, when, when I bought the shop in Jackson, um, one of our best-selling cigars was the Ashen Cabinet. 
And if it's a cigar that anybody, your first cigar or your thousandth cigar could take that and smoke it and love it. And so when we set out to blend this, that's kind of what I wanted to do any time of the day. I love this in the morning with coffee. It's perfect and it's great now. But uh, if you like a little strength, obviously, this isn't the one for you. Um, and Jason was talking about the El Chapo. I, I've got a review in progress. I still need to finish writing it up and stuff. But I was telling Brady before the show, that cigar really sneaks up on you. Um, that's one of those cigars. It reminded me a little bit of like an Antonio, where it's got a lot of flavor, but you don't really notice the strength until you're getting like further, like in maybe the second, third or so. And then you're like, wow, that is that's strong as balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm definitely starting to uh, get to that point here to where it's like I'm enjoying the flavors, I'm digging on it, and then it's like I'm slightly worried that when I go to stand up here, my head might spin a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got a audience question here from Harley Holmes uh, through the, the SigFed website. He wants to know why all why are all of your retailers on the West Coast, at least all the ones that are listed on your website, considering the taxes and laws, why start on the West Coast? Um, so I'm from Wyoming, but, uh, I live most of the year in, uh, in Southern California. So, um, and those are the ones we have listed, uh, until the new stock is in and we ship to the IPCPR, uh, uh, new clients, I should say new retailers. We'll put those up on the website. I just haven't put them up yet until we ship, but we will be in, like I said, I think 10 or 11 different States and, uh, they're not all on the West coast. I promise you. So. Well, he, I mean, so th that's the part of his question that I didn't read. He, he's actually in Southern California. He just wanted to know why you would do, oh. why you would do something like that. Yeah. I guess it's just how it's grown and it, I'm sure it helps that uh, I'm here most of the year. So, um, and something that we didn't talk about, we kind of skipped over. Can you just give us an overview of your different blends you bet. Um, for, for uh, people listening who just want to, you know, w know which one of your cigars they should buy? Yeah. So if you want a light cigar with great flavor, the JJ14 is your uh, cigar. It's Nicaraguan binder filler with Ecuadorian Connecticut. Uh, it comes in a Toro, Robusto, Corona Gorda, and we're about to release a Lancero in this oh. cigar, which is really tasty. So I'm excited about that. Um, from there, we go to the JJ15, which is a Nicaraguan binder filler with a Corojo wrapper. And it's got a little spice, but a little sweet. And that only comes in the Corona Gorda. And then the 23, which is one of my favorites, uh, is the San Andreas with Nicaragua binder filler. Then the Libby Lula is also a San Andreas. And that's kind of medium to medium full. And then we have the El Chapo, the 4x60s, which is a full bodied. And the Salchicha, which is also a 4x60 and medium to medium full. So okay. those are the And then we did a, uh, we did a very, uh, we did also we did an Ecuadorian Connecticut breast cancer cigar, which is a uh, disease that's familiar with my family, unfortunately. And uh, so we did a charity cigar that we still uh, are making and selling that. And that's the Jeremy Jack breast cancer cigar. And it's a very light Ecuadorian Connecticut. We designed it for the ladies. So nice. Yeah. I, I think that's always a good thing is when you, you know, uh, there aren't many cigars that are marketed at the, the uh, kind of the ladies. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Uh, you know, we know, I know sad. a lot of ladies who smoke and it's sad that everything's marketed as like strong and manly and, and nothing is marketed for the women. 
Yeah, except for the acids, which is great, you know, the flavor. But some women want to taste the tobacco, so let them. You yeah. know, Jason, you have any questions? Yeah, so one of the one of the things that I also think is kind of cool is so I, I was looking up you guys on Instagram, and you have a, a Jeremy Jack Cigars, but there also is this thing called Where is El Chapo? And I, I, I think it's a very fun Instagram to follow. <laughs> that is one of our rogue fans who is a huge El Chapo fan. And you're going to make his day. You're going to make his head grow big after hearing this. But he, he, uh, he travels the world. He's one of those fortunate people that just does a lot of interesting things and does a lot of traveling. So he came up with this idea that he would take an El Chapo with him wherever he goes because that's what he loves. He loves the Libby Lula, but the El Chapo is probably his favorite. And uh, so that's how that came about. Uh, it had nothing to do with me. You know, I get a lot of uh, text messages, you know, dude, do you work? Why are you here? Why are you in Mexico? I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> For all those listening, that's not me, but he's a great guy. Uh, he lives in Chicago now and uh, just a good uh, cigar smoking guy. He's okay. from Portland, I think. Originally, if I remember, Seattle or Portland, somewhere out there. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. So. Yeah, I was cause looking at that. I, I, I thought that maybe that was something you were doing. I'm like, wow. Like, do you or a family member just constantly travel around and collect these photos? <laughs> Listen, I wish that was my life, but it's not. That's his life. And good on him. You know, I wish we could all do that. Uh, our, our viewer, Jason Savka is, he's very excited that there's a Lancero coming. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Lancero's the best size that doesn't sell. Cigar geeks absolutely love Lanceros, but the problem is nobody, there's just not enough people out there to yeah. sell them widely. Um, yeah. but we really appreciate a good Lancero. Well, that's good. And I also have a blend in the 23 for Lancero. But I haven't decided to release that yet. But uh, the 14, I absolutely love. So um, I'm very excited. And that should be late November, early December that we'll release that. So. Okay. Um, so that's kind of when we should start seeing your cigars around a little more is late November? Correct. Yeah. Perfect. We were hoping to ship in October, but uh, uh, I'm low man on the totem pole. So when they get here, they get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, everybody runs into delays like that. It's not a big deal. <laughs> We're going to take uh, one more break here. We'll be right back after a message from one of our sponsors. Spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars. Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today. One that was working with you. All right, we're back. It's all right. Like, like I said before the show, we keep it casual here, Brady. We're not like... You know, uppity interview, news style interview. Um, we're just we just like hanging out with cigar people talking about cigars. Fantastic. Um, so I want to ask about the. I'm smoking the Libe Lula. What made you choose the Dragonfly for this? Like, where did the inspiration behind this blend come from? It's uh, the name uh, came. I was getting ready to go to Nicaragua to blend, and I was waiting for my Uber, and he was lost. So I'm standing on the curb with my uh, luggage, and a dragonfly landed on my uh, suitcase. So just kind of stuck with me, kind of like the El Chapo. And when I got down there, we started blending, and I thought, well, we're going to call this the Libby Lula. So that's kind of how the name came about. And I wanted to do something different as far as packaging. 
just to kind of mix it up a little. And that uh, was the first one outside of the normal uh, Jeremy Jack, the kind of the core line with the same box. So we wanted to kind of move away from that and, you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Little so this one, I, I don't think we mentioned it on the show yet, but this one's a 25 count box versus the 20 count for the regular Jeremy Jacks. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's 20 in the, for the rest of them, except for Salchicha, which is a 12. And then the El Chapo comes in a little three count box. But we a also brick. are releasing a, yeah, a brick. And <laughs> uh, uh, we're also releasing the uh, a 12 count box of that because uh, the shops are asking for a bigger box of those. So the, those should come in like a a brown paper kind of like construction yeah. paper bundle with uh, just way too much packing tape. Duct tape, <laughs> oil, yeah, exactly. A little white uh, powder. I've had lots of suggestions <laughs> for. Marketing. I mean, I don't. I feel like white powder. The FDA might single you out for that one. <laughs> exactly. You know, I tried to trademark El Chapo, and the uh, trademark agency. Uh, gave me a bunch of crap about it. Said that they wouldn't do it because of uh, the, uh, the history behind the name. Connotation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I'm I'm kind of surprised by that because there's a lot of uh, yeah, uh, very racy trademarks out there. Yeah, because it just means shorty in Spanish, so it's I didn't understand it, but nonetheless, that's that was a ruling. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so about the Lanceros, Jason Savka says, "Take my money." <laughs> All right, we'll take, he wants we'll those Lanceros bad. <laughs> um, and speaking, of, he didn't ask this, but I'm going to ask for him. Uh, yeah. Do you have any plans to move into Canada? Because he's a he's a friendly Canadian up there. You know, it's down the road. There was somebody at the show that actually uh, approached me from Canada, but I haven't. Uh, we are so new and so small that I have just been trying to focus growing here first. Uh, but I'd love to be. I'd love to be everywhere. It's just uh, time, and uh, uh, you know, after the show, my focus was just getting new stock back and serving the people that signed up at the show, and and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. So, it'd be great to be in Canada. Yeah, uh, it's and he's calling it dual citizenship. Um, <laughs> the yeah, Canada is a tough market because of the. I, I don't know all the details, but I know they handle distribution a little bit differently. You kind of have to find a distributor up there and have them distribute yeah. everything for you, and it's a whole headache. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, more people want your cigars. you got to give them a way to get them. Yeah, maybe one day we'll, uh, we'll check that out for sure. Uh, Jason, why don't you, you ask the next question? Okay, so here's um, – Here's something, and I'll, I'll give you freedom to answer this in any way that you want. Um, so coming from the B&M side of things and now being, you know, a person who's a brand owner for cigars, were, are there things that annoyed you about manufacturers as a B&M owner that you either understand more now or will try to not do? Absolutely. And again, guys, there's so many ways to do this as a manufacturer and uh, no knocks against anyone. Uh, but as a retail owner uh, who still owns three retail shops, I never liked pushiness. I hate minimums. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's something that God willing, if Jeremy Jack grows, that I would never want to be a part of because uh, I just feel blessed to get the product out and to see it in people's hands. So those are probably two of the, the, the biggest things that I will avoid. And it kind of goes back to that letting it grow organically and, you know, hoping for the best. I mean, we'll try, and we're going to be out there, and we already are. But, uh, you know, I, the idea of shoving it down someone's throat has just never been my thing. 
You don't want to be a showman for Jeremy Jack's cigars. Hey, listen, we all smoke cigars because they're it's yeah. great people, and it's all about the people, in my opinion, and uh, that's what it should be about. And if you don't like my cigar, that's great. There's plenty of others, and if you like it, even better. You know, no no pressure. I, I agree. That's I like that that worldview. Uh, Harley Holmes wants to know when or where can we buy Jeremy Jack stuff online? Um, we don't sell online, and that is also another thing that comes from uh, uh, me being a brick-and-mortar store. But you can mm-hmm. call any of the retailers on my site, um, and I'm sure they will ship. I, knew, I do know we ship out of uh, where the headquarters are in Jackson, Wyoming. We ship every day. So um, you can check that out. That's through Tobacco Row, uh, but that's how we'll, we'll leave it up to each shop to do it. Okay. So yeah. you've kind of got you've generally got a no online sales policy, but if they want to sell it to people over the phone, that's okay. I, I think that that's fair for sure. Yeah, I, I completely respect that because we aren't everywhere yet, and uh, we've shipped a lot. And I understand, you know, it's tough because we aren't in a lot of the local stores. So the best way to do it is to call one of the retailers online, Napa Cigars, Tobacco Row. Uh, they all have the full line and uh, can ship. Jason. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that the, that's that's actually kind of cool because then I think that um, you're not – it seems like when you jump into online sales, especially if you're not producing in massive quantities, it's like you're you're almost setting yourself up to fail when it comes to meeting demand. And, yeah. um, you know, just, just placing a call and, and ordering directly from a shop is really easy. I, I do it all the time. It is. You know, some people think that's so daunting, but it's just a phone call and a credit card, and you're going to have it in three days. So it's you know, it's easy to do. But I know I understand some people like to get online, and not talk to anybody, and I get that. But uh, that's kind of how we're operating as of now. So, do you have sort of a an expansion plan in mind? Um, yeah. Like our. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jason. Oh no. Sorry. Go 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 ahead. Uh, yeah, we do, um, and of course we want to grow. Um, and I've had I've talked with a few reps in a regional area, and uh, um, uh, once we get the stock in, then I'm going to explore that. It'd be in Northern California, and there's one in Nevada, Arizona, and then one in Southern California, and uh, that will probably be the first steps. Other than uh, sending the product to the stores that signed up at the uh, IPCPR, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, okay. One of the biggest things I've learned as a beginner is, you know, the d- keeping the right amount of stock around. I mean, I learned that the hard way at the show. Yeah. So, um, trying to work that through. <clears throat> yeah, that's something that's that's not. Uh, I mean, that doesn't seem to be easy for anybody who's a new company, uh, unless you can come out of the gate with a million cigars and yeah. just have enough for everybody to buy some. I mean, that's that's how the cigar business works. You have to start small uh, and expand your footprint slowly, or you can just end up either overextending yourself, or even worse, kind of being a like social media flash in the pan where everybody wants your cigars but can't get them, and by the time they can get them, they've forgotten about you. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I hope that. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you found that a that a particular line of your cigars seems to be the most popular right now? Yeah, you know, in Southern California, the Libby Lula and the Salchicha and El Chapo, um, they're all very popular. Um, in Wyoming, uh, in that area, uh, the Libby Lula, the 15 and the 23 
And in Northern California, we found the uh, 23, the 14, and then salchicha. The salchicha is a great stick, uh, and we'll get you guys some when they come in. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very similar to the El Chapo. I'm really excited okay. to try that one. Yeah. I think it's Sounds fun, good. you know, when you, when you open a new box like that and you've never seen anything kind of like that, it's kind of starting off on the right foot. But the blend's smooth and full-bodied, and uh, you guys are going to love it. So we'll make sure we get you some. How, how did you come up with that? I mean, you kind of went over it a little bit, but how did you, like, come up with the idea that, like, we should just make these cigars into links? Um, that was uh, uh, the idea with my business partner, the guy that I collaborated with on this. Oh, okay. Uh, he's from New York, and uh, we were he had this idea to, to, to see him hang, you know, something different to catch people's eye in the humidor. So that's how it started. But, uh, again... They, they would only hang for so long, then they're on the floor. So we ended up putting them in the boxes. Yeah, that, that would be bad marketing, cigars falling all over the floor <laughs> exactly. while people are trying to buy them. I do like that idea, though, of walking into a humidor and having a bunch of cigars hanging like sausage links. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, even in Wyoming, we built a little platform and hung them so that they would fall into – the platform was a box, an empty box. So if they didn't oh. fall go in there, but – it, it ends up being more uh, trouble than it's worth. It looks phenomenal, but, uh, you know, to do the space and to have that, it's just better to keep them in the box. Yeah, it's kind of a thing that has to go on a counter that has plenty of room. Uh, and Bob Langmade has a question. Bob Dog, as he likes to be called. Bob Dog. Uh, Bob Dog. He's a good dude. Uh, he wants to know if you have plans for traveling events, like to do, you know, kind of in-store appearances uh, to promote the cigars. He's, he's in San Diego, I think. Absolutely. Um, I'm in, in San Diego. We just got in Habanos, which is in Sports Arena. I hope to do an event there. Um, and we're in, in Fuego in uh, Las Vegas now, both their mm -hmm. stores. Great and job. We've I love those guys. They're awesome. And uh, so we've talked about going over there. I've done an event in Napa before and in Jackson. And then I know we're going to be in the Underground Cigar Shop in Texas. Uh -huh. uh, it was one of the new accounts, and they talked about coming down there. So... Um, I'm not against getting out and traveling. I love it. Love to meet new cigar smokers. So I hope that's a big part of it once we start growing. And, and that's a, I mean, so that's part of why we do the show is like just getting to know the person behind the brand a little bit, yeah. uh, makes that brand just mean a little more to you. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. There's a connection. I, yeah. I agree with you. And Hey, if we could all be, where is El Chapo? We'd just be traveling around to cigar <laughs> shops every day. And meeting people, but unfortunately, we got to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, got to pay those bills. He, Bob says he knows Habanos. He, it's a good shop. Yeah, great guy. So hopefully, hopefully he'll see you there. Good. Jason? Um, totally, totally random question, but you have a very cool-looking display case behind you. Is, is that Ooh. a humidor, or is that just a display case? This is my humidor in the house. Uh, I keep most of my cigars in Wyoming, but... Uh, this is one, if I can move this, I don't know what you guys can see here, but I have uh, just a little glass humidor here. Booze on one side and cigars on the other. Oh, the, just nice. the way I like it. That actually yeah. leads me into uh, a question that I had, which is, what do you like to pair with each of your cigars? You, I mean, you said you kind of like the 14 with coffee. Yeah, I love, uh, and we do our own coffee too. I've got three blends, a Dolce, which is a sweet, and then we've got a French roast, and then also a blend for espresso only. Um, so I'm a big coffee guy. 
Um, so I love the 14 with that, but everything else, I love a good bourbon. That's kind of my thing. And I'm recently beginning into tequila um, with cigars, which is, seems like such a weird combo, but it works for me. And if I'm drinking a beer, I like a good porter. And I don't uh, like What kind of bourbons do you tend to like? I'm just uh, curious. Uh, my go-to every day is uh, Woodford Reserve. I think for the money, it's the best one out there. Tonight, yeah. I'm drinking a, uh, uh, a Pappy 20. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's tasting good. Um, see what else I got. I, I love Michter's. Uh, I love all the Michter products. Blanton's, uh, of course, is great. But my go-to is uh, either Buffalo Trace or Woodford on a daily basis. Both, both good choices. Yeah, they work yeah. for me. What are you fellas drinking? Um, right now, I'm drinking. I actually just finished it, but this is a Block 15 Story of the Ghost Hauntingly Pale IPA. Uh, it's just kind of a a, a lightish IPA that's like hazy. Yeah, you know, I can't do IPAs with my cigars. It's something with the hops ruins. The a lot of people have a hard time with it. Yeah, so I stick with the the darker, the the porter. I, I, I think generally it's not a good pairing. They don't go together well. But for me, uh, an IPA that's not overly bitter so much that it kind of stings your palate uh, has kind of a contrasting effect that I like. It kind of cleans your palate a little bit. Kind of like uh, I know a lot of people like pairing with champagne for that reason. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know, we live in – we're lucky because we, you live in Portland. I live in San Diego. There's like endless micro we were talking about that last night on the show, how it's kind of it's a blessing and a curse because there's so much local beer that you don't get that much beer from elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard it's kinda of hard to try stuff from like the other side of the country unless somebody's sending it to you because yeah. the all of the shops are just overflowing with good beers. Yeah. Have you guys had the uh, Death by Coconut? I think it's out of oh, Boulder, yeah. It called. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. That beer is ridiculous. I love that. I can only have one. Because it's a little sweet for me, but oh, I love that stuff. It's good. Yeah, that that Death by Coconut and then the Ten Fifty is is really mm -hmm. good. A, a little bit hard to track down. It seems to come in like a couple times a year, and it always goes out really fast. Yeah, it's definitely seasonal, uh, but it's great. Uh, you know, another good flavor, the Chocovesa. I love that they made that. I, I had that yeah. with the Libby Lula last night. That's good stuff. I think that um, I'm trying to remember. I think that was my pairing of the night. Because that was just a just a good combination with the Libelula. The the chocolate and the like chocolatey vanilla flavors and the spice, yeah. like it brought out some of the chocolate, but a lot more like meaty flavors in the Libelula. Oh, I really me, enjoyed that one. You're making me thirsty. <laughs> Jason? Yeah, I'm I'm actually drinking a um, it's just uh it's it's kind of a standard around here it's the fort george cavatica stout and it, it it's working really well with this el chapo as the strength of this thing is ramping up it's like the stout is is really kind of pairing well with that and i like it a lot nice so what um uh what kind of things so you're you're not really out doing event a lot but like what what's your travel like related to this right now are, are you traveling down to taps on a regular basis yeah i wouldn't say as regular as the big companies um but i go uh as much as i can and uh hopefully we'll go more uh when things start growing but uh other than that i've just been hitting a lot of the local shops that i drive to uh arizona nevada northern california 
California, Southern California, and then of course Wyoming. Um, and uh, we're going to be in Colorado too um, here uh, next month as well. That's another one. So I'll be going up there for an event. There's a new cigar lounge up there called Slow Burn. You have any listeners from? Uh, it's in Parker, but the guy. It's a big space, uh, amazing lounge. He built it out really well. So if you got any listeners from uh, Denver area? They need to go check him out. Slow burn. Slow burn in Denver. Yeah, in Park, right. right on one of the suburbs outside. And uh, we don't have an ad for this one, but we're going to take a a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Drew Estate. Mmm, they good, as Logan would say. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, download the Drew Estate app, smoke some Drew Estate cigars, check them in, get some free stuff. Uh, they're they're good people over at Drew Estate. They make good cigars. Um, I'm trying to think of what my question was that I had queued up in my head uh, before I had to do my spiel there. Oh, uh, so the uh, El Chapo and Salchichas, you don't disclose the country that the Corojo comes from. Is that something you... It's Nicaraguan Corojo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are Nicaraguan Puros? Yes. Yep. That and the JJ-15 as well. Okay. All Aganorsa. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Have you guys been to the factory? Been to Topsy? Uh, I, I've been to Nicaragua multiple times. I have. I don't. No, I have not been to Topsy. We should stop in and say hi to them. I, I would like to. Do you know if uh, if somebody can just make arrangements to drop in there? You know, I I bet if you contacted Max, um, and I know I, what I understand is Max maybe in Miami more these days, but uh, I'm sure they would accommodate. Uh, Somebody coming by and checking out. The there, there are what I've learned. There aren't many cigar factories that if you if you just ask, they won't let you in to see. Yeah. Like they love showing off what they're doing. Yeah. And if, if you can get in touch with anybody at the factory, just about you can yeah. get your foot in the door, check out the factory, maybe get a free cigar or two. You know, the last time I was in Esteli, uh, I had a buddy with me, and we just knocked on the door of Romacraft. And Skip's like, yeah, I got to answer some emails. And then he, he gave us a tour and uh, sat down, smoked his cigar. I mean, just I've, I kind of feel like most of them are going to be like that. But yeah. I can't speak for everyone, obviously. But. Yeah, some of the bigger ones, like my father and Padron, you absolutely need to like talk to somebody and get an appointment and stuff. And if they don't have time, they won't give you an appointment. But like any of the smaller factories like Skip, if you just knock on the door or send him an email. Uh, yeah. if, I mean, if you happen to be an Esteli and you have time, email everybody you can and check out whatever factories you can. Yeah. Uh, Bob Langmaid, Bob Dog. Well, first he says, uh, a bourbon and a porter man, nice, because he's a bourbon and a porter guy. And then, just a pappy 20, huh? Just a pappy 20. Nothing fancy. <laughs> it's tasty. I've had this bottle for a while, so just slowly enjoying it. Yeah, it's that's the way to do it with pappy. Yeah, they're retarded. You know, in Wyoming, you used to be able to get the 20, I think, for 129 The 23 mm-hmm. was 247 And down here at the local liquor store, when it comes in, I think the 23 is $3,000 now a bottle. Yeah, and that's because people will pay it. Yeah, they do. I, I'm shocked when I go in there and it's gone. Yeah, and I mean, that's a, what is that? A four, no, a thousand percent markup? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, would ne- I would never pay that. But uh, this is an older bottle that I've had, decided to open. So. Yeah, the, the problem with Pappy isn't necessarily the price, because it's actually pretty reasonable priced. But uh, the problem is you're never going to find it at 
at MSRP. You're going to find people gouging for it like that. There's waiting lists everywhere now. Because that's the, that's the only way they can keep it on a shelf, is if yeah. they charge $3,000 for it. Exactly. <laughs> that's for Williams El Chapo. He probably said <laughs> He's the one out there buying all that pappy. Jason, you got another question? Um, so yeah, so we're we're, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Was what, was there anything that um, you wanted to touch on that maybe we didn't get to or didn't come up in conversation yet? No. Um, uh, other than check us out online, uh, JeremyJackCigars.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter, Jeremy Jack Cigars, uh, Facebook as well, and uh, the site. We'll kind of go through the whole line and just uh, keep checking in there for. Uh, uh, retailers as we add them next month when we start shipping and uh, the uh, uh, if you want to purchase any of the product uh, feel free to call Tobacco Row uh, in Wyoming that's where we're headquartered out of Jackson Wyoming that number is 307-733-4385 and they'll take care of you um, and I just want to note for anybody who's wondering what we're talking about with Tabsa and stuff like that um, if anybody's not familiar which you I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're just not as geeky as us, and you don't think about which factory cigars come from. So those are that's where stuff like Warped, Illusione, uh, Casa Fernandez, of course. I'm trying to remember some of the others. Uh, El Wayense is made there. Like some of the hottest cigars in the industry are made there with the same tobaccos as these. Um, and I would call these on par with with a lot of those brands. Um, if if you like stuff like that, you would like something from Jeremy Jack. Can we get a quick closer look at that hat behind you? The hat. Oh, the one uh, behind you on the chair. The, oh, that's the logo. I could see it. With just it looks logo. really cool. Oh, I like nice. I, I like that. That's really neat. I'll ship you guys up one. You want to oh, give wow. away hats? Yes. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, I Somehow I completely spaced on that. Uh, so this is going to be... I'm going to do this for podcast listeners, too. Um, so let me think about how I'm going to do this. So the first, I'll, I'll put a code word at the end of the podcast. The first two people to email me at Trip at Cigar Federation with the code word that I say right here. El Chapo. And uh, the first two people to email me who are watching live or on YouTube, uh, email me, Trip at CigarFederation.com. Uh, send me your address. Jeremy Jack's going to ship you a hat. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe a little goodie on top of that. Yeah, maybe uh, a little something, something. And yeah, maybe something. We need your hat, your flex fit hat size. Oh, your flex fit hat yeah. size. So those are small, medium, or medium large. Yeah, right? uh, small, medium, large, extra large. Okay. Um, so let us know which size you want. Uh, Jeremy Jack will get those shipped out to you. Yep. All right, and that that brings us kind of to the end of our our show here. Uh, Brady, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed learning about your cigars. Uh, like I said, I saw the booth with like those kind of wood panel colored columns and the red and the white and was like just impressed with the look of the booth for the first time. Chip, did you know those are actual cigar boxes? Those are no life-size, those are life-size uh, Jeremy Jack cigar boxes. I had no idea. I, yeah. I guess I didn't get close enough to see them. I've got a good friend and Jeremy Jack fan that lives in Wyoming and he's an excellent cabinet maker and he made them. So they actually shut and closed just like a normal cigar box. Wow, that is awesome. We just stood them on end, and they became the displays. So Okay. That's so cool. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, uh, commenting, asking questions. 
And again, uh, email me, trip, T-R-I-P-P, two P's, at cigarfederation.com. See if you can get yourself a Jeremy Jack hat. Maybe something else. Thanks for having me, you guys.